Mobile Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. It is a Friday, and we have got the Dow and S&P trading at records. NASDAQ higher as well. NASDAQ up 37 points right now at 63.11. A gain there of six-tenths of one percent. The S&P up 11 points to 24.59. That is a gain of five-tenths of one percent. Also a record. The Dow up 80 to a record 21,633. Up by four-tenths of one percent. Tenure up 7.30 seconds. Yield there 2.32 percent. Gold up 10.80 the ounce to 12.28. A gain there of nine-tenths of one percent and west texas intermediate crude up one percent up 48 cents a barrel to 46 dollars 56 cents i'm charlie pellet that's a bloomberg business flash well thank you very much charlie pellet it is 11:48 out where i am on the west coast and 248 on wall street the following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Ramesh Panuru, a columnist for Bloomberg View. Two Democratic congressmen have filed an article to impeach President Trump. Rush Limbaugh says the opposition is trying to mount a silent coup. The key point about impeachment, though, is that it requires a very high level of public consensus to result in the removal of a president. That's why Republicans were unable to remove President Clinton from office over his perjury. If Trump's opponents succeed, it will be because a large percentage of the population want him gone. It will be impossible to blame a conspiracy. But that also means that Trump's removal would require the cooperation of many people who currently support him. Most Democrats want to remove Trump. Do they want it badly enough to try to persuade his supporters rather than to vilify and demean them? Any such persuasion would take time. And it will depend on what the special counsel turns up. It might frustrate people who've made their minds up on both sides of our impeachment debate. But the truth is that its outcome depends on facts we don't have yet. I'm Ramesh Panuru. For more View, please go to BloombergView.com or View Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. Has indeed. Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time, but also at 548, 848, and 1148, all Wall Street time. We're going to the bank. We're going to bank earnings next from none other than Bill Cohen, who's, of course, author and Bloomberg contributor. And Arnold Kakuda is Bloomberg Intelligence Banking and Credit Analyst on the day that we get a fit and start of, of banking numbers that, well, most of them beat, but actually then didn't perform all that well in the stock market. I want to get, Bill, your your outlook here. Is it glass half empty, glass half full when you're looking at the numbers beating, but the outlook's looking a bit dreary? I think the response from the market doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, frankly. Uh, you know, I know they cut some of their outlook, but that has to do with sort of interest rate projections and where they think the, the yield curve will be. This, as I've been saying, uh, I must say, for a few years now, this is truly a golden age uh, on Wall Street again. I'm not sure how it gets much better than this. Uh, uh, interest rates are low, so their cost of raw material is, you know, virtually nothing. Uh, the uh, economy is improving. Uh, corporate profits are, are high, which is great for banking. Uh, their uh, regulatory reform is, is, you know, a hair's breadth away. Uh, they'll probably be able to do more uh, uh, trading because the Volcker rule will probably go away. Uh, they'll be able to repatriate profits. Well, that's how it gets better. I mean, the Volcker I mean, rule honestly, goes away, it gets better. Right, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it can't get, you know, it, and that's all about to happen. And, and so this really is about as good as it gets on Wall Street. And don't forget, 
You know, J.P. Morgan Chase has made nearly $27 billion in net income in the last 12 months. That is, by, that is a record at any time period ever. I mean, all the promise of all the mergers from J.P. Morgan Chase through the years has finally come home in the last few years. So I don't see how it gets much better uh, than it is now. So uh, um, I love it. Arnold, what do you think? Because, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the, Arnold Kakuta, our Bloomberg Intelligence uh, Banking Credit Analyst, is, uh, with us with a, with a notion maybe that, uh, that all these mergers have finally worked? Well, yeah. <clears throat> Just going back to, um, <clears throat> you know, the stock movement today, I mean, you got, you know, weak, uh, you know, inflation information coming out this morning, and, and, you know, a lot of the stock movement, I think, is kind of based on that. Um, looking at the big six U.S. banks, it's actually, you know, Bank of America who's the weakest, and, and they're the most um, exposed to interest rates. So, I think I think part of the weakness today uh, in the stock movement, at least, is, is based on kind of the uh, macro data. But then uh, going back to Bill's point, <clears throat> um, you know, we've seen a big rise in bank stocks, uh, I guess, starting in June, and uh, you know, that's when we got you know this Treasury report that talks about weakening regulation, and then uh, also we got. Better than expected um, uh, capital return plans announced by the banks, which were yeah. you know, approved by the Federal Reserve. So a couple of these like future-looking things that came in really positive, and then at the same time, uh, earning estimates have been coming down, right? So then now today is a day of okay, let's look at the numbers and. Well, actually, they did. You know, they, they were they were okay, but not spectacular. So, kind of living in that reality of okay, today, eh, kind of looks muddled. But then, you know, like Bill said, the future outlook looks uh, a little bit more exciting. Talking about exciting, can we please talk about Jamie Dimon for a moment? I mean, to be on that conference call, we have actually some excerpts of what he said on that analyst call. Let's have a listen. We have become the most one of the most bureaucratic, confusing, litigious societies on the planet. It's almost an embarrassment being an American citizen traveling around the world and listening to the stupid shit we have to deal with in this country. And, you know, at one point, we all have to get our act together or we won't do what we're supposed to do for the average Americans. Ooh, I thought I was going to never got beeped out on this show. <laughs> Bill, talk to us about it. I mean, you've spoken at length about Jamie Dimon in the past saying that really he's one of the top two like bankers out there. He's letting off some steam. Yeah, I mean, look, again, his bank has just uh, produced, uh, you know, $26.5 billion of LTM net income. It's never been better. Uh, you know, they're hitting on all cylinders. Is he both complaining a little bit too much? I, I think so. I mean, you know, this is Jamie doing what Jamie does, which is let off steam and sort of try to take the, the, the mantle of leadership in the industry to complain about things. But really, I mean, uh, if... If any of the things that we were just talking about happen, i.e. tax reform, regulatory reform, uh, uh, interest rates continuing uh, to stay low, or maybe even the yield curve steepening, uh, or, or, you know, we become a less litigious society, as he's saying, all of this is going to result in higher and higher profits for J.P. Morgan Chase. And as he was saying, you know, he's focused on trying to get, you know, the growth rate, uh, GDP growth rate up beyond 2%. Uh, and I think a lot of people are trying to focus on that. Obviously, Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, has talked about 3% growth, and President Trump has talked about 4% growth. All of that would be great for the American economy and the American people, but it would be great still for J.P. Morgan Chase. So, so I mean, we're really at a golden moment for J.P. Morgan Chase and the other six big banks. Uh, their stock prices uh, were on a tear, and, yes, they've come down a little bit, uh, because, you know, the expectations are starting to meet reality about what can actually the Trump administration get done. But if, if any of the things 
that that seemed to be plausible to happen, which if Hillary Clinton had won would never have been on the table, uh, happen, then it's going to be a further bonanza for J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, happy days are here again, I guess. Uh, well, what about you? When you look, uh, Arnold, out of the landscape, do you see anything better that can happen for this company? Well, uh, for J.P. Morgan, yeah, it seems like uh, they're hitting on all cylinders. But not, not only J.P. Morgan, right? Uh, collectively, you know, um, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup. Today, you know, just this quarter, they they, they earned over fifteen billion of net income, right? And and you know, most of that uh, is J.P. Morgan. But but then again, Citigroup and you know Wells Fargo did. Uh, Pretty good too, right? But uh, you know, the thing that I look at, you know, uh, on the credit side is, all right, what, what's what's going to happen to the capital structure, right? So these guys uh, have been approved for uh, you know better than expected capital returns. So you know, as a bondholder, you know, it might be a little bit concerning. But um, the things that I heard today were, were kind of um, <clears throat> uh, not, not too bad in the sense of you know when, when um, J.P. Morgan was asked about all right so what if you know what, what do you think your capital structure you know your capital ratio can go down to and um, you know the CFO mentioned that you know probably 11 percent but um, you know from its 12 and a half percent today but it's going to be over the long term it's not going to happen like tomorrow and you know JP, uh, Citigroup too also said that hey you know they're going to take up their target to 11.5% from 11. So, positive. Bill Cohen, thank you very much. Uh, Bloomberg contributor, Vanity Fair contributor as well. Always glad to talk to you. And uh, Arnold Kakuta, Bloomberg Intelligence Banking and Credit Analyst. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. This is Bloomberg.